Welcome back to the Dorsey Healthy Living Show. This is episode number seven, and today we have my college roommate, Justin Knobloch, aka Headphone Guy, aka Buddy the Elf. Justin and I were roommates during sophomore and junior year of college after meeting freshman year. We have enjoyed numerous rounds of Mario Kart and 2K basketball, so much so that we used to keep score on a sheet on the wall of the room. Justin grew up in a very active environment, having swam when he was younger, and that activity transitioned into his college and adult life. Before getting into his lifestyle, Justin takes a stab at trying to escape from a blender. What? I promise it's less confusing than it sounds. Enjoy the seventh episode of the Dorsey Healthy Living Show. Okay, hello and welcome back to the Dorsey Healthy Living Show. I believe this is episode number seven, and uh, today I have somebody very special, a really, really, really close friend of mine, Justin Knobloch. Justin was actually my roommate, uh, sophomore and junior year, very close friend, freshman year who lived down the hall. Uh, we are notorious for playing lots and lots of Mario Kart uh, every weekend, sophomore year, and most weekends, junior year. So uh, really, really close friend of mine, a true brother. Welcome, Justin. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, this is episode seven of the Dorsey Healthy Living Show, where we talk about healthy lifestyles and show different perspectives that people have. Uh, and Justin's got as unique a perspective as anybody, and actually is one of the one of the people who really got me started on my my health journey, just by way of being my roommate and being an influence. So, I thank you for that. Of course. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm talking a lot already. I'm going to let you talk. Who, who is Justin Knobloch? Who am I? All pensive in the morning. Oh, yeah, uh, like Jeremy said, my name is Justin Knobloch. Uh, it was about five years ago we started rooming together, which is definitely putting me in a reflective mood. Uh, I, I was a marketing major, went to Notre Dame with Jeremy. I currently live in Chicago and work with a pretty big name agency, but Outside of work is probably more interesting. Um, I'm part of a dance team. I have been for a few months, but I've been doing dance lessons for about a year. I do my normal, my normal few days of weightlifting. I've been actually doing a lot more walking during quarantine, which Fair enough. Um, no, it's it's really good to kind of get that fresh air. And I'm pretty close to the lake, so I can really enjoy enjoy nice. the nature and scenery. Um, some people who may be watching this, uh, who know me from Notre Dame, know me as a headphone guy. Headphone guy, or Buddy the Elf. Or Buddy the Elf, or I have I have the three the three things in here. I have Buddy the Elf, I have headphone guy, and then the guy who sends all the pun emails. And all so, of, all three of those things are great. Oh, you should have wore your Buddy the Elf costume on here. I don't know, man. The, cost, <laughs> the costume has seen better days. It it has it has. And I'm, I'm always torn, obviously, between like, you know, I'm definitely not doing it for Halloween this year, but I'm trying to figure out what I want to do new this year for Christmas. And like, I, I need a custom suit. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a big person. You can't necessarily tell it on camera, but that's, that costume doesn't really fit me that well. No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> the bigger you go as far as height, the wider yes. it is. And the worst, it's not even like the height of it. It's the fact that they think that someone of my height has like the most narrow shoulders because I swam for so long. I have very broad shoulders. Yep. So it's always like unvelcroed. Yeah. Justin, Justin would wear that costume and that's what we would call a skeet. 
So. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. I do remember uh, back in college during Dylan Christmas and you wearing it around. Uh, I think that was Dylan Christmas. If I'm yeah, right. no, junior year Dylan Christmas. Yeah. Funny, funny story. The uh, One of the people that I ended up meeting that night actually ended up working at the company in my office that oh, that's I. That's funny. I met them like last summer. They're like, oh my gosh, I remember you. And I'm like, I kind of remember you. That's funny. And and just a little a l- other little backstory. Uh, headphone guy was established because Justin literally wore his Beats headphones everywhere. I remember he got them for Christmas, I want to say sophomore year, year. And wore them every single day, everywhere. But not just not just for clout or anything like that. Dude was jamming across campus every single day dining hall walk in the class in the gym didn't matter and then people like people literally started like like oh that's the guy with the headphones so just yeah i'm gonna call myself the headphone guy and was known all across campus as headphone guy so it's pretty sweet yeah it's good no all this backstory coming coming (laughs) forward a little bit of nostalgia right oh man i i mean it still survives to this day like i still hand out cards whenever i'm when I say I walk Lakeshore, you already know what yeah, I'm actually you're, doing. You're jamming. I'm, I'm jamming. Right, right. I get some weird looks from people I know in the building who are like older. as They're just, you know, out there having a walk. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's like it's going awesome. for it. It's so awesome. Well, thanks, Justin, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good episode. So we're going we're gonna to just, we're going to get right into it. Do uh, it. Start, start out with our fun questions. I'm gonna I'm hand you a little a little lob, um, seeing as you're you're into superheroes and things of that nature. Who would win in a fight between Spider Man and Batman, and why? Oh my gosh! And I and I told you this before the show, but I was going back and forth because, on a purely physical standpoint, like Spider Man is an actual superhuman, like with right. the reflexes and superhuman agility of a spider and super strength proportional to its size so if you're just counting strictly man versus man spider hybrid (laughs) you're gonna go with spider-man but at the same time batman has not only had training but he's also like he's batman like he he has the gadgets he he has a very strategic way of approaching combat very true very true so I was, it's like, it's a toss up between if I feel like Batman's just strategic thinking would overcome Spider-Man. I think the key element would be how much Batman knows about Spider-Man. If he was completely facing an unknown foe, I think Spider-Man would have the edge. Okay. But if it's something a la like Batman v Superman, where Batman has done research and knows a lot of information, like he knows the strategy to win. Okay. Then Batman would have the edge. Fair enough. I like that. No real dis- definitive answer. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. We got we got different scenarios for both, so I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm taking Spider-Man all the time. I don't know uh, for those who uh, were able to listen to or watch uh, the previous episode with my nephew, Stacy, uh, but we were on there like bashing Batman. Batman, uh, sorry. No, Batman has no, other than just like <laughs> the brains, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a smart guy. Clark Kent's a smart guy. Uh, wait a minute. Right. Is that wrong? 
No, he's not necessarily intelligent in the way that Iron Man is. Like, right. He's not like a, an eccentric billionaire, but I mean, he is an eccentric billionaire, but right. Right. not of that super genius right. variety. But like, because he can't fly, like he drives the Batmobile and has a bunch of gadgets, which are cool, but I only think that can take you so far. So I'm taking Spider-Man yeah. because he also has superhuman strength and, yeah. and webs and he can climb and jump like crazy. Um, yeah, his maneuverability. Like, right. And it goes back to my, like, my opinions on, like, the Avengers as well, the rest of the Avengers. Like, Captain America, like, he, he's all right. <laughs> he has, he has his yeah, he, he, and super strength. And it's, like, almost comparable to Batman in that way, except obviously way stronger. Uh, yeah. and and immortal <laughs> but um it's just like okay captain america like can run pretty fast but not like flash fast and is like really strong but but not like hulk or thor not hulk strong or thor strong so it's like iron man has his gadgets and can fly and you know does a lot of stuff with that spider-man it's a different cut it's a cut above exactly exactly and like there's always something superhuman i'm, I'm not big on superhuman strength that's my thing. I, you know, my superpower. If you yeah. heard, if you watch Joe's interview, my superpower would be uh, telekinesis. Like I don't, yeah. I don't really care for super strength because if the person is like flying around, then how, how am I going to get to them? <laughs> so yeah. uh, I need something different. Uh, but no, that's good. That's good. You know, I think uh, obviously everybody's going to have their own opinions about different things. I'm just not a fan of super strength. If that's all you can do, I'm out. I know. So. I- I mean, I agree the viability of super strength, especially if you remove it from a strictly superhuman world. It's like, what, what can you actually do with super strength in right. our world? It's right. very limited application. Right. Just lifting weights. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to move on to the second question. Uh, this one's a little, a little tougher. It's going to require some analytical thinking, but seeing as you're a marketing major and into the data analyst analytics side of that thing, I think it'll be okay. So, here we go. If you were shrunk to the size of a pencil, so about, about, you know, like I have a, I have a pen here. Oh, so perfect. Rough, roughly that size. Perfect. If you were shrunk to the size of a pencil and put in a blender, how would you get out? So I think the important question here is, is the top on the blender or not? Is the top on the blender? Um, the reason I say this, it's because I was, my, my roommate actually just recently purchased a blender. So I happened to look at it, understand the usual dimensions of it. Yeah, I did my research. Okay. If I were to stand, assuming I still have my, uh, my physical abilities Correct. at that size. Correct. Just proportional. More proportional to right. the pencil. Right. If I stood on the top of the two blades in the middle... I could probably jump and grab the edge of the side. Okay. Like I could grab the side of the blender and pull myself out because a pen, it, it also depends on the volume of the blender. Cause I right. know there are some blenders that are just like absolute massive <laughs> and it's just like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. out of luck. Like a, like a Vitamix. <laughs> yeah. Like a huge. Vitamix, like a Vitamix. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like climb out of that nonsense. <laughs> Fair enough. But in a normal blender situation, like as long as the top isn't on and I can like maneuver myself on top of that second set of rotating blades, I can okay. potentially like jump and grab onto the side. And yes, I am doing this for like a visual representation. <laughs> representation. We like that. Uh, no, I like that. And, and honestly, this is, 
this is the, the great the beauty of this question of you answering and me answering it because of our statures justin yeah. Justin, how tall are you i'm like six three six four justin is six three six four i'm five seven so he, he's like nine inches taller than me like almost a foot <laughs> definitely a head taller than me so i'm going to approach this a little differently and i'm going to answer it as if the top of the blender is not on there because if i got stuck in like a neutral bullet then there's no way to get yeah, out. you done you done yeah, i'm just blended and then we'll see you in heaven <laughs> um, so i'm going to assume that this is a normal blender that has a top that goes on the top but there's no top on it um, so me, I'm five, seven, you know, proportional to a blender. If I were shrunk down to the size of a pencil, I would not be able to jump and grab the rim and pull myself yep. out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just like barrel into the side of the blender until it falls over. And then I'm going to walk Ooh. out. So that's a, that's a clever solution. I'm going to try attempt to, hopefully there's nothing in the blender, but I would just try to barrel to the side of the blender and then mm. hopefully tip it over. And then I'm just going to walk out all smug. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's super interesting because like, if you're, assumedly you're shrunk down, your mass is also shrunk down to a proportional size, at least to some degree. I wonder if you'd be, it depends on the material of the blender. I think Mm -hmm. like the blender is, (laughs) the blender can be a bit heavy. So I'm, I think it is possible, but it would be a very, you might be at it for a little while. Right. It's my, but like for me, it's my only way out because I'm yeah. not going to be. Yeah. You, you, yeah. There's, yeah, there's literally I, no other scenario. I don't, I'm not tall and I don't have hops, so I'm not going to be able to jump, <laughs> jump. So my only hope is that, or, or I would wait until they come and fill it up with stuff. And then you can kind of like. And then climb out. Yeah. Yeah. But I would have to be quick so that I don't get blended. Yeah, so, we but, don't. We don't want a. Uh, we don't want the Flying Dutchman to put us in the blender. Like we would have juiced Jeremy, so that's not. Ooh. Yeah, not my. I don't, not I don't my, think I would be. Pre- I don't, not, not my preference. Yeah, me either. To be juiced, I, don't, I, don't, I, like, I would like to be. Why? I guess I was a pencil, so I guess it's. I don't know. I don't know. But no, great. Those those are awesome answers. You obviously you guys can see the stark difference between his solution and mine, just based on our our body types. Me being short and him being very tall. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Well, we're gonna move right on, right into the main event, the nitty gritty. We're gonna get right into it. A couple questions for you, Justin, to provide mm-hmm. your unique and awesome perspective. Um, I'm gonna just I'm gonna start with this one. How do you? Pri- I've always known you to prioritize. Uh, your healthy habits super well, whether you were conscious of it or not, uh, just mm. being your roommate for a couple of years. Uh, you know, the reason I started, one of the reasons I started going to bed earlier and getting up earlier was because you went to bed earlier and got up earlier, you know, whether yeah. that was drinking more water, going to the gym, obviously there's different people who are instrumental in that, but having an influence like you every single day um, mm. was something different. Or I remember at the dining hall, you'd literally get like a, like a burger and green beans and like something. It was like, well, it was like very balanced every single time. Uh, and mm-hmm. you're obviously really, really big on your sleep, uh, which is something that uh, I struggle with getting enough sleep and many people struggle with. So how do you prioritize your healthy habits super well, especially your sleep? That's a really, that's a really good question. Um, I'd love to say that, you know, it was when I hit college that I suddenly decided to like, I need to sleep. I think part of it comes from the fact that 
when I was in high school, when I was swimming for a while, it was early mornings and trying to fit in everything in the school day. Like if you're getting up at 515 multiple days a week, it's very difficult to stay up past like 10 or 11. I think the other portion of it is obviously I'm a morning person. It becomes easy for me. But even in college, I noticed like that first year or two, I like started going to bed at midnight or I started like my, my schedule drifted. Uh, in terms of prioritization, I think it's just, it's a long-term sort of baby step process where you're like, I'm really tired. Let me, instead of going to bed at 12, I'm going to go to bed at 11.30. Or even if you don't necessarily go to bed, like turn off devices. Like, yeah. One of the things that I do is I stretch every night before bed and that like 20, 30 minutes of minimal screen time and just letting my body relax helps me get to sleep quicker versus, you know, it's me in a dark room with my phone, like, you know, scroll, scrolling, <laughs> yeah. which to be fair, I still do a healthy amount of, but I think just kind of having the discipline to say, you know, if I normally go to bed at one, I'm not going to suddenly start going to bed at 10. Like that, that's just right. not going to happen. You could be like, okay, midnight. And then like after a few weeks or a month or so, you'd be like, all right, let's try for 11. Right. And then the other token, it's like everyone's schedule is different. Like your schedule is week by week different. Like your the hours you work. And right. for me, because my schedule is so predictable, it makes it easier. But I still think the general principles of like, okay, if I know I'm going to be working late this day, I can sleep in a little bit tomorrow, but then like keep it within a reasonable range of like, okay, I go to bed 11 tonight, normally 1030 and then get back on it. Right. So I think it's that kind of discipline. And to your point with, with food, and I'm sure if you don't know this already, you're about to learn. I, high school me was not nearly as healthy as college me. <laughs> Part of this was obviously, again, going back to swimming, food was a matter of convenience and caloric density. Like I'd power down frozen pizzas, I'd power down like big boxes of pasta and hamburger helper, which, you know, wasn't the worst thing in the world, but you know, it obviously wasn't doing me much good or, you know, multiple pints of ice cream in a single week because I was a monster and <laughs> <laughs> no, like I was bad. And in college, it was just kind of like, I have the option to start baby stepping my way towards something like, and you've mentioned it yourself. Like I started getting to bed earlier and then I started cutting out sweets and then I started adding in vegetables. Like yeah. the sort of process that I've been on to get to where I'm at today is very much baby steps. Yeah. And, it, and I know that a lot of people obviously may look at their own set of habits and like, I want to completely overhaul this, which is a great sentiment but I would also encourage you to not think in terms of like on or off. It's like shades of gray. It's like, right. I'm really unhealthy. What's the biggest thing that I could do to contribute to something better now. Right. So it's, it's kind of like that. No, that's awesome. And I think, I think what you said there is gold, just like the thing about baby steps. Um, because I agree, like many people, especially when they're getting started on a new journey, uh, which I realize the health journey never comes to an end. That's the exactly you know, there's, you may have bad days, but then you, instead of soaking, you kind of just get back on track, which yeah. is where baby steps really helps. Because I find that if I try to, at least if ever, at least in the past, I don't do this anymore, but in the past I would try to overhaul and then yeah. go at that for a week, maybe two, three, 
And then after that, you have a bad day and you just go right back to where you were. Yeah. And so baby steps is crucial because those are like the habits that you begin to form. Yeah. Uh, the small habits, I like to call them little wins. Uh, yep. So even if it's simple, as simple as like, you know, replacing, if you got to eat and you replace like fries with broccoli, like yeah. trying to, try to do that one time. And then like the next time, maybe try it again. And then the third day you try it and you don't, but that's okay. Fourth day you just yeah. try it again. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, baby steps, whether it's sleep, eat, whatever. And I will say, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you remember freshman and sophomore year, I used to wake up 10 minutes before class or 30 minutes yep. before class, just get dressed, brush my teeth and race to and class. go. Uh, and like, I, I hadn't been working out or anything at that point, but, uh, and then I switched and I like, now I never sleep past nine unless I'm up incredibly late. Uh, yeah. cause I, I have definitely prefer to be up and like doing things in the morning. I just work so much better in the morning. Yeah. I've, I've discovered it, but and obviously everybody's different. A lot, some people work better in the evenings. Yep. Um, so it's not necessarily like if you stay up late, it's more so, are you getting enough sleep? So if yeah. you're staying up till two, like, are you sleeping till nine or are you still getting up at seven? Or if you know yeah. you have to get up at seven, probably shouldn't stay up till two. So, yeah, exactly. And that kind of helps you prioritize your time even before sleep. Like, right. With homework and everything else, it was like I could, you know, if I get done with class at like three or four and dinner's not until like five or six, like the lazy person in me is like, I mean, I could literally click in YouTube and then the next thing I know it's dinner time. Right. Or, you know, Instagram or whatever it is that's your 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 food of choice in terms <laughs> of entertainment. But then I'm like, maybe maybe I can just knock out this small assignment. And mm -hmm. again, it kind of snowballs because you're once you kind of get a taste of something a little bit more productive, like even though I know this is a physics thing, I think the principle still applies. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. Yeah. Like if you start getting into a certain set of habits, those habits start reinforcing themselves. Correct. Yep. So it's that sort of mentality as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Well said. Um, Second question, how do you find enjoyment across so many different forms of exercise? So obviously, you know, you swam in high school. You did a little bit of just like leisurely swimming in college. Uh, you've done strength training, rock climbing, you're on a dance team club thing now. Like, how do you, obviously, now you're going for walks, which walks during coronavirus. I started those two. They're awesome mm. just to get out of the house. But how do you, grow, how do you find so much enjoyment across uh, many different physical activities? I think that's a really good question. Um, I think part of it is literally just because I grew up just being active. Like I grew up with swimming. It was like almost an ever present part of my life. So not doing it felt weird, but at the same time, I've always kind of enjoyed, and maybe this came to me in high school. Like I've always enjoyed the process of like challenging myself or growing, you know, with swimming, it was, finding those small things that helped me when I was but a wee shrimp early on. And you, you know, I, yeah. I mean, for, for the people at home, I was five, three, my sophomore year of co or high school rather. Yeah. And so I really, when you're that short and everyone else is like six foot already, you have to find every, every little edge, every little advantage you can, you can't really sit by. When I got to college, you know, rock climbing was the first mm -hmm. time that I had, found something that I was just like, this is so different. 
from what I normally do, but it's like such a good challenge. I mean, I was never too interested in like the social aspect of it necessarily, which is a discussion for another time. But it was like that first day I could barely stay on the wall. And I was just like, I couldn't even do the easiest possible thing that they had there to offer. Yeah. But I was like, but I could. And then I started, you know, training. And then two years later I was helping to set some of the, set some of the routes and stuff like that. When it comes to dance, I just really enjoy music. So it's just yeah. more of a natural extension of something I'm already passionate about. So I guess if I had any advice for finding enjoyment, it's don't feel like you have to do something that is normally considered exercise. Like in, because I'm on a dance team, like it's a workout. Like our rehearsals are four hours long. It's rough. Four hours? You have no idea. I have not told you. It's, it's a lot. I've had baseball practices that didn't last that long. Yeah, well, you know, it, it is a workout. But for someone who's doing it casually, like, do you really think that you go to the club and you be dancing and then you come home and you're like, that was a workout? Like, no, clearly you don't think that. You're like, <laughs> right. I'm tired, but that was because I was enjoying myself. Right. So I would, I would recommend for people to find that thing. You know, dancing can be a workout walking could be a workout like it, even if it's not like intense like getting your body moving in any way shape or form like right people wouldn't even necessarily think like stretching or yoga is like an intense form of workout but guarantee you have ever tried yoga or if you've ever tried stretching it is not easy yeah i actually i did yoga with zoe on on wednesday yeah and that was the first time i had done it in months and i was yeah, your body, oh, your body hurts. Your body hurts. You're like, I didn't even know I had those muscles. Yeah. You just you hold those stabilization positions and stretching positions for so long. Yeah, and people people don't stretch very often. But, yeah, you know, you hold those for so long, and you're like, okay, can she call it now? Uh, yeah. yeah, like your body starts tightening up, and you're just like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, no. And I, I mean, I remember you, man. You stretched every night before bed. You pulled out that yoga mat and stretched every night. I still have that exact same yoga mat. I should probably replace it by now. It's old, but one of my fondest memories is doing a, a doing a workout in the basement of our dorm, and you had one of your band friends over, and I was like, I got to do abs and go to the dining hall. So I literally laid out the mat in front of you guys on the carpet and just did my ab routine, and then ran to the dining hall. I remember that. <laughs> Oh, your friend will not let me forget. That. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Actually, speaking of abs, um, Justin actually was the only one to complete this challenge when we did it prior. But we actually, so we did the, the 24 hour plank challenge back in 2017. 2017. Then we tried it again in 2019. Justin didn't participate in 2019. Um, and then I, I had just, already done. <laughs> right. I just started it again on a whim with a, with a couple of friends uh, on, back in June. And I, I'm still going strong. Uh, I want to say when I do my plank today, it will be the end of day 49. Yeah, um, and so I'm still right. going strong. I, I have no intentions of stopping because if I stop for a third time, like what the heck is wrong with me? So, and honestly, like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It, it's to the point where like my core is tired when I'm doing these. Oh I, yeah. I've planked for 48 days straight for four minutes. Um, but also like, 
I'm I'm in way too deep now. I can't stop. And like Justin well, did it the first time, uh, and so did William Mitchell, which you guys will meet him eventually. Uh, so yeah. there are actually two people who did it. But um, yeah, that was. I I, uh, I told Jeremy texted to me when he's like, "Hey, I'm going to be doing this." I'm like, "Are you sure about that?" <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. In my opinion, one of the strongest motivators, and this was uh, definitely something I learned in high school, is if you can prove someone wrong, that it, there is almost no greater catharsis. You just yeah. get to the end, you're like, I could do it. So yep. now the gauntlet has been draped for Jay Remy. I'm excited to see him hit day 365. Yeah. You know, June 20th, 2021. I will, that's when I will. You're going you're gonna to send me a text, and I can't wait to see a paragraph of just like, Yo, I told you I could do it. And yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be over here like I knew you could, bro. I wanted yeah. to see you do it. I'm literally going to have the strongest core in the world on June 20th, 2021. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I this is maybe neither here nor there, but I I went to I went to go see my sister a few weeks back and I and you know that like I'm a pretty fit but rather skinny person. I don't have a lot of body fat, which is not a flex to people who do. It's just how I'm built. He's tall and lanky. It's just, I'm tall and lanky. He, he always has been. been. Yeah. Tall, lanky, works out, eats yeah. decent, you know. And there's a picture, and you saw, you might not have seen it on Instagram, but like, it looks like I have an eight pack. And <laughs> I was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. Right. I'll send it For to sure. you. For sure. For sure. So, no, but, but hey, man, this was great. Uh, a lot of great perspective. Dream. I had a lot of fun with our fun questions as well as our nitty gritty questions. Absolutely. Uh, this was awesome. You know, I'm obviously Justin is, is, is 100% instrumental in my um, starting my healthy lifestyle and me being able to maintain it. Just having uh, been his roommate for, for two years and it would have been three, but he actually lived off campus senior year. So we saw each other, uh, but we saw each other a lot. So it was, it was okay. But uh, definitely, definitely instrumental in my, my healthy lifestyle now. Um, because I just, you know, when you're around somebody who is doing it, they tend to rub off on you. Right. So um, I definitely learned. And I, I just, I didn't like, it wasn't necessarily like him nudging me. I just was like, no. oh, he gets up at this time to go work out. And then um, another friend, Kevin, who you guys saw in episode three, I believe. Um, Kevin, you know, was also getting up early and working out. So between the two of them, it was like, oh, well. I don't really have time in the evening and I'm kind of tired. So let's just do it in the morning. So yeah. um, that's how, you know, things got started for me. Cause a lot of these, from a lot, from a lot of these people and Justin was very instrumental in that as well. So I thank you for that. Of uh, course. We're not doing this without that. So um, <laughs> this would, this, this, uh, these interviews would not be a thing without that. So, right. Um, but Hey, thanks, Justin. Thank you for coming on today. I really, really appreciate it, man. This was great. Of course, anytime. Uh, yeah. And uh, for Justin Knobloch, I'm Jay Remy, Jeremy, Germ, whatever you want to call me. Oh, wait. I actually call him Jay Knobs, too. So for Jay Knobs. Jay Remy and Jay Knobs. For Jay Knobs, I'm Jay Remy. Thank you for tuning in to the Dorsey Healthy Living Show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>